Hey, Carrie. Hey. We have a pretty special guest today. Oh, yes, we do. It's like that thing, you know, six degrees of separation. We're going to be talking to someone today who is friends with Kermit the Frog and all of the Muppets. I know. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? Like, we've made it to the inner Muppet circle. The inner circle. I know. Maybe if we're nice to him, he'll introduce us to Pepe and we can go to the next party of the famous people. Peoples! You're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, I'm Francine. And I'm Carrie. We're two best friends who can't stop talking, usually about Disney stuff. Sometimes we have fascinating guests, and sometimes it's just us. But it's always positive and fun. We're happy to have you join our chat. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Uh, thank you. I'm I'm super happy to meet the both of you and to be here as well. Well, it, you so <laughs> we're first so unbelievably flattered that you even listened to our podcast episode. Um, so excited to to be able to have the chance to talk to you. Um, I really want to just give our listeners a bit of background about who you are, though, before before we start. So um, you are a screenwriter television writer, off-Broadway playwright, and story consultant. You have contributed in some fashion to so many of our favorite films, like Ralph Breaks the Internet, Frozen 2, Moana, Ray and the Last Dragon, Cars 3, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Onward, and so much more. But the one big one, we've loved them all, but the big thing that we are so excited about is that you worked on The Muppets Haunted Mansion. (laughs) I, I am excited that you are excited. It, it, it is, I mean, that uh, it, it is, it's a thrill. And, and part of what is so fun about, about, you know, a show like this is uh, I've had the chance. I mean, I've had lots of people reach out about, you know, podcasts and interviews and things like that. And I'm just meeting, I'm meeting super fans, uh, which is really fun and also super stressful because you probably know more about, Disney and Muppets and Haunted Mansion than than I could ever imagine. So I will I'll do my best. I'll do my best to try to answer any questions. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. And of course, we we are super fans. I mean, Carrie's handle on Instagram is at Muppet Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's what I am. <laughs> that's what you are. Yeah. So, so we're really excited. So can you just tell us a little bit about what your role was on the Muppets Haunted Mansion? And then we, of course, have a thousand questions for you. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, just the the simplest answer to that is uh, I was co-writer. So I wrote the script with uh, Bill Beretta, who is a legendary Muppet performer. He is the performer who does Pepe the King Prawn and, and you know, um, Dr. Teeth and Ralph the Dog and... So, um, and he's sort of the head puppet master. So Bill has been involved with the Muppets um, since I'm, I think since uh, dinosaurs. Um, so not, not, no, I don't not, mean like not the, di- the, when dinosaurs the dinosaur TV show, Fran. I mean, <laughs> Bill would kill me. I'm not saying you're that old, Bill. Um, so, uh, uh, and then also with Kirk Thatcher, who directed the special um and again kirk also has had just a you know an epic career with the muppets from everything from you know muppets treasure island and i think he actually went back when he was very young actually worked with jim henson um when he was a teenager so um and then also with jim lewis who has also been working with the muppets since jim henson and um but but bill and kirk and i wrote the actual special and then i was also a co-executive producer so um you know was involved in so many aspects of of the filming being there on sets and looking at dailies and trying to you know give feedback on on edits and sort of the whole the whole assisting with the whole production um so though that specifically those were my my two roles that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> we're, we're just going to say that a lot. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're going to say that quite a few times, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, you know, what's funny is I, I also, I would also have to stop and remind myself this is pretty cool because it, you know, the actual, you know, production is really hard. Then you add 
a layer of, on top of that, which is we produced this all during the pandemic. So we, we shot the entire special, I think, in only 17 days. And it was under major COVID protocols, um, constant testing, masks, goggles. Um, it, it was very difficult to shoot. So not only is it difficult to produce that under those conditions, but producing something with the Muppets has an added layer of difficulty because sets are raised and you know there's there's so there's so many technical aspects that are involved with making it look like it's just the characters that you're seeing because you know for every character you see there's one often two performers underneath them not to mention all the supporting uh, elements that go go around them just trying to get a single scene or a single shot so um they were very, very long days and nights. And, um, but I would also have to stop myself and go, this is really, it's really cool because, you know, we're, we're making a thing with these, you know, some of my most beloved characters from my own childhood. Did, were, was there like one that you were so excited to write for? Like one Muppet where you were like, oh, I can't believe I'm getting to write for this one? Well, I, I do, I feel that way about all of them. Um, but, because for, for two things. So on the one hand, the, the performers themselves, they're like, a, they're like a theater company, or I think about them almost like a, like a, an acting troupe or a theater troupe. They have performed together for so long. They have a shorthand with each other. They are brilliant improvisers. Um, but they know these characters in literally inside and out, right? Like they, they know these characters. And so, um, for me, for this particular special, uh, Gonzo was was a true thrill to work with because it's Dave Goals, and Dave Goals is the one and only original Gonzo. So he has been performing this character for over 40 years. And so it was really fun to work with Dave on, on this character because there are certain things that everybody expects Gonzo to do and to say because we all know and love Gonzo. Um, but then trying to find a new story or trying to find something new that we could do with his character was really fun because, um, you know, Dave, Dave really got into it of like, let's, let's dig deeper into this character and find out really what he's made of. So that, that to me was really fun um, working with, working with him. But also there's this funny thing that happens that when the performers have the characters on, um, the performers kind of disappear and they, you end up talking to the character. So if, if you're in the moment, you're pitching a line, you're doing something like, you know, Eric, who performs Miss Piggy, you know, sometimes if, if you pitch a line and they don't like it, it's not Eric who tells you it's Miss Piggy. Like she'll make some sarcastic remark of like, that's not, I'm not going to say that. Right. So it's really it it keeps it keeps the set really really fun um it keeps us on our toes um but that that to me is what's really fun about writing writing for them um, you know i sometimes also say i don't write for the muppets i write with the muppets because the performers are are such a part of it right like i said they know these characters but you know in in the moment sometimes the whole scene will go off the rails because they start goofing around um but that's always good, in my opinion, because oftentimes when they start goofing around, we find these unexpected things, these unexpected jokes and lines and movements and, you know, eye contact turning to the camera. So it's it's really it's very, very fun. That's very cool. Well, yeah, that was one of our questions. We were saying, like, when you're writing for the Muppets, like, you know, you could be the biggest Muppet fan, but how do you, like, Gonzo says certain things and Pepe speaks a certain way and Miss Piggy, you know, reacts to things a certain way. So, you know, how do you, like, whether you worked with the with the puppeteers to kind of capture some of that, like, beyond the what the regular fan would know to what they would know because they, like you said, they, they know them inside and out. So that's very cool. Yeah, and it, you know, it's... Um, y- there are moments where we would write something and one of the performers would go, no, 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 you know, um, Gonzo wouldn't say that or Miss Piggy or Fozzie wouldn't say that or Kermit would not say that. And so you, you do like I, whenever that happens, I, I, I would genuinely stop and check myself and go, OK, listen, listen to why they're saying that. Um, and you go, oh, that's right. Like Kermit, 
work Kermit is never cynical. Kermit is never sarcastic, right? Like, you know, those, you know, Pe- Pepe, Pepe is sarcastic. <laughs> Pepe, you know what I'm saying? Like, so there are certain things where, um, when you're writing for the group or when you're writing for a particular character, sometimes you need a reminder of like, that's right. Like this is what we're trying to convey. So who's the best character who's going to say that in the most character driven way? You know, Fozzie is, he's such an innocent, he's so eager to please. He just wants to be loved. (laughs) He just wants to earn a laugh, you know? And so it helps when, you know, um, you know, comedians over time can get kind of jaded, <laughs> right? Stand-up comedians because it's just such a rough life. Yes. Um, but it's it's always you know important to make sure that like Fozzie is never jaded. Fozzie is never is never cynical. Um, you throw that up to Statler and Waldorf and let them you know sort of pound on them, which is where that that dynamic works. But um, it is it's tricky to keep in mind, you know, such distinctive personalities. Um, and how they play off of each other without um, without blending into one another. Does that make sense? hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. And how did the story come to be? Like, is there because there were three of you that, that wrote together, right? Do you right, sit? Right. Do you sit in a room and just bounce ideas off each other, or do you each write pieces? Or well, okay, so that's interesting. So first and foremost, we never sat in a room. We were never in person. We wrote the entire thing over Zoom. Wow. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Considering it, it, we, we wrote the entire script over Zoom. We did table reads. We met with the performers. We met with the executives. We had meetings. Everything was done over Zoom. And it wasn't until we arrived on set for the first day of production that we all saw each other in person for um you know for what had been maybe eight months or something like that um so that that was that was really fascinating um but how it how it came about was uh coming off of of muppets now um disney was excited about you know getting getting more muppet content back onto back out there and (laughs) and onto disney plus hallelujah (laughs) yes more muppets more muppets more muppets all the time um, so I was having lunch at, uh, this was before, before COVID, I was having lunch at Imagineering with the head of the Muppet studio. And she said, you know, what do you think about a, what do you think about a holiday special? And I was like, I'm all about holiday special. That sounds great. And she said, well, what, what do you think about Halloween? And that's when I almost jumped up on the table because <laughs> Halloween is my, it's my most favorite it's my most favorite holiday. Um, so she then set a meeting with Bill and Kirk and Jim and myself and some others. And we all sort of came to the table with, and this was in person, we all came to the table with some ideas of like, what could we do? Um, but because uh, how it's structured now, the Muppet Studio is housed within Walt Disney Imagineering. Um, we had that thought of what if, what if we did connect it to one of the attractions we were we were haunted mansion fans and we thought well what if you know if we're going to do a halloween special there's that classic trope of like spending the night in a haunted house so we started brainstorming how might we combine this we knew that uh we wanted it to feature gonzo um we knew that you know knowing that his character is the great gonzo he's fearless he's a daredevil seemed like there could be a connection to well how do like how do we scare gonzo how do what what could really scare this daredevil so that that's how that ball started getting rolling um but we also wanted to make sure that it wasn't muppets go to disneyland right it wasn't like that they are actually at the haunted mansion um so we worked really hard to make sure that it was like almost like a um you would know better than I do, but there, like, there's, there's Disneyland, there's Disney World, there's Paris, there's, there's the fourth one um, in Shanghai, I believe. Is that right? Like, the, mm-hmm. but we, we wanted it to be an, uh, a haunted mansion that you'd never heard of, but clearly looked like the same architect or the same, same kind of design. And in fact, um, Kirk is just a fanatic over the haunted mansion. And so he even went back and looked at some of the very early concept art for 
the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, which we kind of based our Haunted Mansion on. So that that's how we made the connection between, you know, telling a story with the Muppets and with the Haunted Mansion. Um, luckily, because again, the partnership at Imagineering, we were able to work with the Imagineers in charge of the attraction. So they shared with us, you know, a super top secret, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, by, it's called a Bible, uh, the show Bible, but it is, you know, hundreds of pages of the the backstory, the mythology, the history, everything of the Haunted Mansion, because we also knew we had an obligation to get it right, even though Muppets are famous for, you know, having fun with it and sort of and 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 changing things and, and making a parody of things. Um, so it was great. So we really worked closely with them. Um to make sure that we, you know, knew what was what was uh, actually part of the mansion. Um, sometimes there were things that were like, no, 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 that's fan fiction. That's not official. That's just out there on the internet. It's not true. And we're like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. So, um, so they they were really they were really great uh, great guides. Um, so that's that's how that's how it all that's how it all got started. You totally got them both right. Like we yeah. were. Oh my okay. goodness! It was. <laughs> it, it couldn't have been more perfect for Muppet fans and Haunted Mansion fans. Like it was like the perfect, the perfect love letter to both. Like it, it was. Exactly. It was perfect. Yeah. Uh, love letter. That's a great way. Lo- love letter. Is great way. I used to say it's like it's a Valentine to mm-hmm. to both because there there was such love love behind it you know and we were making a it's a family it's a family show we wanted families to watch this together um and for those who know a lot about the mansion or a lot about the muppets or both or neither to just really enjoy you know just a fun holiday special we did we did in <laughs> fact in fact i don't know how many times now i've watched it and i'm still laughing out loud Okay, that's good. I've seen it about 45 times. <laughs> oh, I'm, cutting, I'm, I'm like... catching up. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing, though, the, with the, the first thing that made me laugh out loud, which I said in the podcast, was the goat. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, how does that goat come into the picture and, you, and her screaming multiple times? Like, even at the end, uh, like, yes. it still keeps you laughing. Yes. So Julianne is, she's a wonderful Muppets performer. And what I find so charming is that just that Julianne, she, she's so talented, um, but she's she's kind of quiet. She's kind of introverted, and um, she's not she's not the loudest one in the room. But when she puts on that goat, it is like, I mean, everything stops because she just it's a primal scream that comes out. Um, so it, it's hilarious, and and we couldn't even there was more of the goats, right? Like we, we had the goat popping up in other places, but just because of time constraints and trying to keep the story really moving along, we couldn't use as much of the goat as we wanted. But um, I agree. We were trying to think of, uh, you know, the, that iconic moment in the attraction when the lights go out in the stretch room. And you remember you look up and, you know, there's someone hanging from the rafters. Well, we couldn't, we can't show someone hanging from the rafters. So we're like, well, how are we going to get that scream in there? And we were like, I know. I know the perfect I know the perfect character to get the scream in there. Yes. I think at that point, too, is where, like, it really feels like it's the Muppets at that point. Like, from that point on, because I think the first part of the the, of the opening, I'm yes. so wowed that it's just like, like the Haunted Mansion. Like, I didn't know what to expect from the Muppets nor the Haunted Mansion. But, right. you know, the, when they're going up to and they're going up to the house and, and then, you know, the welcome ghost host, whatever. I think I was so like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Haunted Mansion. But that goat and then the mummy. Dun, dun, yes. Dun, mummy, dun, mummy and daddy. Yes. yes. <laughs> and the goat. And like from that point on, like that's when I kind of sunk and I was like, this is like this is going to deliver exactly what the Muppets are going to deliver. Like amazing. Great. <laughs> dun, well, dun, dun, I, I'm so. Dun, dun. I'm so glad that you that you responded that way because obviously that was very it's very deliberate because you know there is there is that classic Muppet um, way of doing things right which is on the one hand it, chaos right like there's always an element of chaos like at any minute everything can go wrong um, and that's where I think the fun is 
sort of keeping the keeping the show going, right? Um, there's always that sense of like at any minute things can just go terribly wrong. Um, on the other hand, there, you know, there's that classic Muppets like looking at the camera, breaking the fourth wall, making really bad puns, <laughs> you know, um, but like sort of disrupting expectations, right? Um, I, my favorite moment in that in that scene is when the lights go out and Will Arnett does the laugh and Gonzo's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you mean like get out of the house or out of the room? And the light squad is like, you're kind of killing the moment. He's like, I'm sorry. I just want like, and then, then we go back out. Right. So Pepe, I found, that, I found um, the way out. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So it's, we're, we're always trying to find those moments where, and it's funny because you're, you're writing the script but while you're writing the script, you're trying to find those moments where the characters are going to go off script. So it's a it's a it's sort of a weird experience of trying to purposefully undermine yourself in what you're doing. Does that make sense? It does. So trying 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 to find those moments. Is there was there like one joke or gag or scene that made you guys like just bust a gut? Like you were like were you spending yeah. the days like laughing? <laughs> yeah, probably all of those were cut because they were, <laughs> we probably we probably went too far. Um, I mean, there's there there really are too many. Um, and and but to answer your question, yes, we did. There there just was so much laughter going on in terms of of the writing of it because. You know, everyone everyone's crazy, and and the character the characters are crazy. But we also wanted to make sure that there was heart, and that there was, and there was fear. Like we also wanted it to be scary. We wanted a, some real jump scares in there. Um, but when I think this gets back to your earlier question, that also has to do with sort of having fun. Was that we would be in the Zoom room, uh, the three or the four of us, and. Um, uh, the first pass that we took, we had we had sort of beat out the general beats of the story, like sort of where kind of connecting the dots of how we think the, the plot is going to go. Um, then what we did is we divided it up for that first pass. So I believe Bill took the first third and then the other two thirds, Kirk and I divided up where he did most of the bride and the attic scenes. And then I did most of the room 999 scenes. So then when we all sort of did our part, then we got back together and tried to mash it together. Um, and then for the next several weeks and months, we just, we just kept fine tuning and going and pitching and trying to punch up and trying to make it work. And, um, but there were lots of scenes that we, we wanted, but we just couldn't do because of, um, because of time we had um there's a moment where i think gonzo says something like you know you could you could screw off my head and there, you, you wouldn't find any fear inside or something like that and will or the host goes uh well, that could be arranged well we had this idea that if they opened a door and we would go into a, a, a laboratory that would have bunsen and beaker and van neuter and uh gulch or mulch what's his name gulch mulch um, mulch, I think. Um, and, and we were going to do a whole thing like a, like a Frankenstein's lab where we were going to unscrew Gonzo's head and look inside and all this kind of stuff. But it literally, you know, that costs a lot of money and it takes up a lot of time. And so we had to choose. And so that's why when Bunsen and Beaker are the bus and Bunsen goes, I wish we'd had a bigger cameo. <laughs> And Beaker meeps, and then he's like, "It's budget." Like that's actually true. That really is the reason that they were <laughs> that they awesome. didn't get a bigger part. <laughs> yes. Oh my so, gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, oh boy, so there were that is there were cool. lots of fun. There were lots of fun things um, that you know, and, and also there were things that you know we just we didn't need, like because we didn't we didn't want to overstuff it. We didn't want this to be because truth be told, it's not a movie; it's a special. Um, and so we, we didn't, it didn't, it couldn't be, you know, 80, 80 or 90 minutes, like a typical mm -hmm. sort of Muppet movie is. We really wanted to, we wanted to get it into that kind of classic television holiday special uh, time frame. So we just, you know, you had to make choices. That's all. We would have watched a 90 minute movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason I haven't talked and I have a frog in my throat. It must be Kermit. Oh. <laughs> That's Kermit. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I was very glad yeah. it was a it was as long as it was because I was afraid it was going to be very like 30 minutes and then I would be like what where hot yes. like how come so short so when I yes. saw that it was a full like almost a full hour a full hour I was very excited very good excited. good yes and also I have questions know, we... but I can't talk okay. right now. <laughs> okay what are you... can you yes can you uh write them down and hold them up to the camera and I will <laughs> attempt to read them <laughs> I wanted to I think I'm good now I think I'm good okay um Kermit's here and he's gone he's left okay. um what about the music friend and I both love the music so did you you wrote the music over zoom or when like at what point in the process do you write the music because the songs are so fun like yeah oh well that's great so um yeah I mean the 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 technical challenge was we were we were writing the script before we knew what songs we would have or want or really kind of where they would go so we knew that obviously we wanted an opening number and we knew that we wanted some kind of closing fun finale. We knew that we wanted a, a showstopper in the grand ballroom because everybody loves when as many Muppets as possible are together at the same time. So we knew we wanted something big there. And then we also knew that we wanted something for the bride. We wanted, um, some kind of fun seduction song. So we had very vague ideas of, of what kinds of things would kind of go where, but we had to write without knowing, we had to write without knowing that. Um, so then a kind of interesting thing happened, which was, like I said, before the pandemic, we had gotten started. Um, we had gotten the green light from Disney and we were about ready to go and everything stopped. They put they hit pause on everything. So there were a couple of months there of like I we we didn't know was this going to happen was anything going to happen. Um, there were just there were there no one knew anything. So several months went by, and we were just getting the sinking feeling of you know it's it's just not going to happen. And I was uh, super depressed about that. And I had a, I, I had an idea for the, the ballroom song and it was kind of a spoof of be our guest, but I was calling it be our ghost. And I wrote out, (laughs) I wrote, I just, for the fun of it, I wrote lyrics. Um, and I sent them to Bill and Kirk and just in like a, Hey, thinking of thinking of you all. Here's a song we're never gonna sing. Like you know, isn't this wouldn't wouldn't oh. this have been fun, right? It was just kind of a sad like you know. <laughs> well, then a couple weeks later, we started to hear like, hey, it might be back on. Like they're we're trying to figure out how this could still happen. So, what I wrote in isolation actually then became you know what eventually would become um, life hereafter. And so, you know, we took a lot of, and if you really, you know, pay attention, you can see some of the homage that's in there to, to be our, be our ghost, be our guest. Um, Cause we wanted it to sort of have that kind of Disney feel, but also be a very, a new original Muppet song. So um, Bill and Kirk and I worked on all of the lyrics for all the music. Then uh, we met with Steve Morell and Ed Mitchell, who are also longtime Muppets uh, composers and songwriters. Um, and then again, over Zoom, just pitching stuff back and forth and having meetings and sharing lyrics. And, you know, um, you know, Bill saying, you know, I feel like the the bride song should have kind of a Pepe influenced, you know, because it's all you know, part of the mansion is it sort of it. it um harkens to your own fears and desires. So of course for Pepe, it would be a very seductive tango. So, um, but that's all we had to do is say to Steve and Ed, like, I don't know, like something kind of like a tango, like a seductive, dangerous tango. And they're like, got it. And then the next day they would send us an MP3 and we're like, Oh my God, like this is, this is perfect. And then we'd adjust lyrics and then we would, you know, change things in the moment. So that's, that's sort of how the music came about. Is it harder to write uh, lyrics for Muppets than it is other characters, like the <laughs> pigs and, and frogs and gonzos? Well, that, it's a really good question because it, 
it's harder to write for Muppets just in general. Um, not only because of all the things I've already said about just, you know, they're, they're chaotic and they're crazy and they're fun. But if you, if you think about it, you know, Kermit is the only character that really has a face that can be manipulated and, um, and is pretty, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like Kermit does the great, like his face can scrunch up and he can, Kermit's face is so expressive, but, but if you really look at, look at them all for the most part, most of the Muppets faces are pretty static, right? Gonzo could do this great. Yeah. So, you know, Gonzo does this great thing with his, his eyes can widen a little bit and, um, you know, Piggy can, her snout can kind of, you know, she can kind of her her lower lip can kind of come out a little bit, um, but for the most part, they um, you can't get a lot of subtext with Muppets, right? Like you can't. <laughs> and also, nobody nobody wants to see a puppet think, right? Like nobody wants <laughs> nobody wants to watch a puppet think. So it it is challenging to to write for them um, because most of most of their expression and most of their humor and everything has to come through what they say and how they sort of physically move their bodies. Um, this is why I think there's such those great moments where there's always that subtle, just little turn towards the camera where they just kind of make a little glance and make eye contact with the camera. It just, it kills me every time because n- their faces don't change at all, but they just lock eyes with you and it gives you a little, it's like a little trick. It gives you a moment of going like, oh my God, I know what they're thinking and feeling. Um, does that make sense? So it's it's it's, it it's does. tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've never even thought about it. Like until you just said it, you're right. Like how, it's amazing how much emotion they can convey when their faces don't change. That's right. That's right. And so, so much of it, it and this is where the performers are such masters, right? So much of it is... Uh, you know, what they're doing with their voices, their tone, their timing, um, their, their sort of their, their movements of, of the, the character's bodies. Um, but, uh, you know, all of it has to do with those sight lines. And, and honestly, so much time is spent on set trying to make sure that their sight lines are correct. Because if there's ever a moment where Pepe and Gonzo, it looks like they're not quite looking at each other, then they look oh, like yeah. puppets. They look like puppets. But when they look at each other and you see that their eyes are locked in, then they're Muppets. And it's, it's, so it takes a lot of work and there's a lot of the tiniest, tiniest bit of adjusting. And um, Kirk or Bill or whoever was not performing, they're right there going like down, down, left, left, great, there. And then they would do the scene and make sure that the that the sight lines are matched up because that makes the difference. Otherwise, otherwise it's a puppet show, right? right. Um, yes. But it's when when we feel like we're connecting with them through eye contact is when is when they really come to life, in my opinion. So that that's that's so it, it's tricky to write for them because they can't have internal monologues, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we like we obviously we know there's performers, but when Carrie and I were talking about this interview and we were like, well, what do you think? Like, how does that work for Kermit and Piggy and and Gons? And we're talking about them like they were actors, but not talking about the performers. We were talking about Gonzo and Pepe like they were right. real. Right. <laughs> right. Well, to me, that's to me, that's the biggest compliment to the performers. Yes. You know? It's, it, it truly is. I mean, they, they are, they're, they're just pros. And, and I think that that's the goal is that at some level, the performer disappears so that the character mm-hmm. takes over. I think at some level, the writer disappears so that the characters can, can take over. But again, if you could see shots from set, um, it takes a lot of work to make everybody disappear, disappear. you know? So for the, for most of the shooting, you know, they're on these very low uh, sort of wheelie chairs that they can kind of roam around on. And I would be on one too, or I'd be right nearby on a microphone and a headset, either, you know, pitching lines or feeding lines, because they're also 
trying to look at monitors to check their sight lines, they're doing sound. And so I would often be right in there with them, um, which I mean, just what a, what a dream for a writer to be, to be down in there with them. Uh, but then they would also just make fun of me, you know, constantly, you know, for like, you know, who wrote this? And they would talk to me in character and throw pages in the garbage and, you know, like, so it's, it's really great fun. Wow. <laughs> you said that, that was so much fun. That was a great compliment for the performers. What's the best compliment you've heard so far about the Muppets Haunted Mansion? Is there one that sort of got to you? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with the reaction. I think so, so many people are just having a joyful reaction to it. And that makes me very happy. I try very hard not to read any reviews or anything like that, because it's just that, um, you know, it's just, it, it's just, I, I learned that the hard way a long time ago. I just yep. don't do that. <laughs> Um, but from what Please, I, let me add them, let me add them. You send them to me, y'all. Let me add them. <laughs> well, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, that reviews aren't helpful. You know, in my opinion, a, a good review is something that is, um, you know, I think that they can be constructive. They can be destructive. I think the best reviews are instructive, which is like, what, what can we learn? What can we learn from this? So I, I will, I'll, I have filters to sort of get to those. Um, but the best, I'll tell you the, the best moment I had was um, we had a little backyard viewing party when it came out and we had some close friends and family over and we set up an outdoor movie theater in the backyard and all of our chairs and blankets and heaters and you know Halloween um, my wife did Halloween themed appetizers <laughs> there was like there were like Bunsen honeydew melon skewers and they were all sort of themed. It was really, it was really great. There was Pepe the King prawn. Um, she had shrimp. And so it was very fun. Um, but they're a friend of ours. Uh, their little boy is about two and a half years old. And he watched the whole thing on his chair, up on his knees, leaning forward. And when Gonzo was about to open the door to the seance room, he goes, don't open the door. <laughs> and, and so to me, that was like the best, that was the best thing I heard. The best response was an audience, a kid, like so into it. So, so along for the ride and, and having so much fun. So I think no matter what anybody says, all the positive and any negative is out there. I just feel like, you know, being in that moment when, an audience member was like, I am all in. And that's where I was like, this is literally the 46th time that I've seen this. <laughs> and it was more enjoyable for me to watch, to watch people watch it. Right. Um, which has been really fun. How did you decide which of the things of the haunted mansion to, to kind of put in like the ride stopping like that? Just, I almost yeah. fell off the couch. <laughs> I thought that was just priceless. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we were big fans. As I, again, I said, Kirk is a huge fan and I, I've always been a fan. I mean, my, my favorite, I grew up in Southern California. So my whole life we've gone to Disneyland and, um, I, Haunted Mansion is, is one of my top three. Right. But I, I, I all, my favorite rides at the parks are, are the dark rides are those ones that, you know, Snow White, Scary Adventure, and Peter Pan, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I love those rides where you go on a journey. It's a it's a real story that there's a narrative, and then when you come out again, you feel you know like you you went somewhere, you went to another world, or you just you just experience some kind of story. So, I've always loved the Haunted Mansion for that experience, um, and we knew we wanted to put as much in as we could. We also wanted to do new stuff. This is where room 999 came from is we wanted to have fun going like, this is a different mansion. And here's something that uh, you've never, you've never seen, um, which is where that came from. Um, we, of course we knew Statler and Waldorf had to go into the doom buggies. We just like, there's no better balcony for them. Um, and again, they would be the perfect vehicle to just keep reminding us that what we're watching is a special um, in that Muppet way. So when when we knew they were going to sweep by 
in the ballroom to heckle Gauzy the Hatbox Bear. Um, uh, I forget who said it, but we, we were like, oh God, like the, it has to break down. <laughs> because we got we to turn the lights on. It has to break down. And the voice who says, please remain seated in your doom, that's Kirk. That's Kirk Thatcher's <laughs> voice who does that. Um, so we knew that that had to happen. And then um, our incredible production designer, Darcy Prevo, did an unbelievable job of not only, you know, showing what would be familiar and expected in the mansion, but then also muppetizing it. And I don't know if you've seen, I mean, there's so many Easter eggs and I know, I think people are writing about all the Easter eggs that they're finding, but very subtle little things like in the ballroom or when Sweetums is coming down the hallway in the architecture is Sam Eagle's beak as part of the sconces. And in some of the doors, there's dog lion or um, up above the door is, is an outline of Sweetums face, the wallpaper. So there's just all these amazing little touches that are an homage to the mansion, but then also new, new things that, you know, that are all about the Muppets. Do you have a favorite Easter egg that you guys put in? Personally, my favorite Easter egg, and I'm actually telling you something I haven't told anybody yet, just so you know. So we have a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about posting this. Um, Personally, so when uh, in the limo, when Pepe holds up his phone, because he's trying to find a date to the Hollywood Mansions (laughs) party. (laughs) And Gonzo's like, well, what are they all saying? And, uh, And all the rejection texts show up. The one in the middle, I think, the name says Steph. And that's for Stephanie, and my wife's name is Stephanie. So I snuck her name <laughs> into awesome. the little one of Pepe's uh, girlfriends who is rejecting him. <laughs> that is so fantastic. <laughs> oh, yes. that's so cool. I mean, that's a deep, 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 very personal Easter egg. But, you know, the there's so many others. The um, Obviously, you know, the address of the mansion is, is 924, which is Jim Henson's birthday, September 24th. Uh, Kermit's eyes appear in the gate to the mansion in the architecture. Um, you know, there's just, there's, there's so, there's so many, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a little oh. personal secret private Easter egg for me. Oh, yeah. I love it. Those, those text <laughs> messages had me laughing. So with the one that said, who dis? And I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like howling. I couldn't believe it. Oh, right, that was funny. Right. I had to go back and pause the scene so I could I could read them all. Yeah, that was right, good. Right, yeah, now that's great. I have to ask them okay. falling out the window at the end. <laughs> yes, <laughs> was that one yes. of the things they said? That's lore, or is that in that thousand page binder booklet? <laughs> <laughs> you mean of them jumping out? You mean you mean the um, at the very like the, at, so, yeah at the end and jumping out of the attic? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I know. I I mean. I think we just, they needed an escape. I don't know. Is there, is there lore around that about being able to jump out the window? There is. What yeah. is oh, what is that? Fran can explain because she loves us. Okay. So Carrie okay. and I, we did a whole episode okay. on this because we were, we always argue over okay. this, whether it's intentional okay. or not. In the Haunted Mansion, um, okay. when you come out of that scene with the, the bride and right. you come out you come out of a window and then your doom buggy tips back in, in the attraction. It tips okay. backwards. And then all of a sudden you're on the ground. the graveyard, right? Yes. So the oh. lore is that you actually fall out of the window. And oh. when you hit the ground, you are now one of the ghosts. And that's why it's a big party. And they're all celebrating that you're now one of them. Oh, okay. In that case, yes, that was totally intentional. <laughs> Because I always say that that's part of the story of the Haunted Mansion. And Carrie says, no, 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 that's fan fiction that was made up. (laughs) Okay. I, you know what? I would have to look into that. Um, (laughs) You'll have to let uh, us know. I mean, I think that works. I think that works. Yeah. I mean, what we, what we did know is we needed, we needed an escape and we had to get to, we, we needed to get back to the graveyard and, 
I think what we were more playing with was that threshold at the gate of them. You know, they have to get across. Otherwise, they are going to be stuck there forever. Um, but I love I love that idea that 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 you found that connection in there. Maybe it's true. I don't know. Yeah, I guess how well it's like, how, like, it makes we'll sense. That's know. how you got them out because they were up in the yes. attic and they had to get out. But uh, well, like I said, and, that's part yeah. of the, the ride. Yeah. That... And what we wanted to avoid was because the the mansion is so much bigger inside than it appears to be outside is when they were escaping, we didn't want to have to like run through every single room in order to get back to to the foyer or, or to get outside. So we just needed we needed a quick escape. Um, and we we did a little bit of that running. I mean, my favorite my favorite other little Easter egg is when Andy and Randy, the pigs, you know, from, from the shining when they go come play with us, Gonzo, right? Like, <laughs> We just, you know, throwing little things in there like that um, would always just make us laugh. But um, yeah, we just, we need, you know, and there's that storytelling thing too of like once, once the character achieves their goal, which is like, I'm rescuing my friend, then it's just, it's got to be bam, bam, bam. We, we got to get to the end. There's no, there's no stalling. There's no time to stop and do anything. We just have to get out. So that's, I think that's what motivated the crash out through the window, but I will, I'll ask. I'll ask um, our imagineer friends if we uh, if we stumbled onto something or if that was intentional. Oh, you'll have to let us know if it was. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> why Pepe? Like, I gotta tell you, I love Pepe. I think he he yeah he was just fantastic, and he made me laugh, and he had such good lines about the famous peoples and. Oh my yes, gosh! Yeah. The bard pits. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, we actually had a whole scene where we got into the famous people's room, and we had a character who was Bart Pitts. <laughs> and so, but again, it just it just was timing on everything. Um, so you know, the we knew we wanted it to be kind of a classic buddy buddy special or buddy story, um, and you know, it it harkens back a little bit to that kind of Abbott and Costello. Uh, dynamic um, and we just you know we just think that there's there's something so funny about Pepe's character which is he he always says what he's thinking especially when it's inappropriate <laughs> and he's just so driven by his hunger for you know <laughs> for the monies and you know and beautiful peoples and you know so he he just he was a good contrast for for gonzo um and you know and we also we also wanted to make sure that we featured kermit and miss piggy and fozzy you know and i know that their their roles were smaller but we we also thought that you know that there's a way there there's there's such there's such um there's such rich diversity of these characters that um, you know, looking for looking for new stories with characters that might be a little bit more unexpected, that maybe fans don't know as well, or that they don't normally get featured, um, to me seems like the most fun that we can start to have. Um, is you know, who, you know, they they've all got stories to tell. They've all got these incredible backstories. There's there is a Muppets character bible as well that is massive, and just the the deep backstory of you know, of who these characters are and where they're from and what makes them tick. And so I think, I think diving into a lot of new stories that can be told with, with some of these other characters is, is really, really exciting. It was just, it, it was like, it was the perfect pairing. Like you were trying to go for that Abbott and Kista. It just, it was the perfect pairing. Yeah. They played off yeah. each other. So, well, they played off each other so well. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And you know what's fun too is you know that I thought we had a great cast of human actors, and um, the most fun, in my opinion, is when the Muppets are really in the lead. They they are the leads, and that the human actors. Um, obviously just lots of fun cameos, but that the human actors are sort of playing, um, you know, uh, second to, to our lead characters. And that's where I thought our, our cast did such a great job. They had so much fun playing with the Muppets and all the stuff that happened off camera, which I can't even talk about was just absolutely hilarious and, you know, really, really great fun. 
I it That's was cool. amazing to see those cameos. Like we didn't even know who some of them were till we checked the credits. The makeup <laughs> was so good. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's really it's really fun. And you know, everybody wants to work with the Muppets. That's so, what I was just going to uh, say. I wonder if anybody turns down a request to be to work with the Muppets because it's got to be yeah. on everybody's list. Like if you're if you're yes. in the industry, you know, I'm sure you've got a lot of things, but I'm sure one of them yes. close to the top is work with the Muppets. Yes, <laughs> that's what I would think. It, it it that that tends to be the reaction, and in my experience so far, the only times there have been uh, a decline, it's just because of timing. It just literally has to do with like, oh God, I want to do it, but I'm I'm in Croatia filming something, or I really oh you're know, like, but please 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 keep me on the list. When's the next thing that you're doing? So um, so it's really great. Yeah, I didn't even write like Pat Sajak. I didn't even recognize <laughs> yeah. him. Yes. Until I looked at yeah. the credits, I was like, oh my gosh, I had to go back and watch again and see where he was. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's very fun. He's a huge Muppets fan. And y- Yvette Nicole Brown is a major Muppets fan, and she is so, so delightful. Um, same with Chrissy Metz, same with Darren Chris. Darren um, brought his mom to set, I think it was her birthday. And so I rem- I think I remember all with all the characters that we had out. Um, uh, she even got in on the Dancing with the Moonlight credits at the end and everyone saying happy birthday to her so it was very it was very sweet oh very fun yeah wow that would be like all your christmases come true carrie to go into a set like that with the muppets oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll, I'll sweep the floors i'll i'll pick up i'll pull the tape off put the tape back well, on the floors whatever based based on our budget we'll probably have to ask you to do this yeah i'll, I'll do right. anything yeah, volunteer free, free for, um, you know what my price is i'm free 99 free <laughs> Free ninety nine. That's free ninety nine. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This I I can't even tell you how much fun this is. Can do you think you guys will ever do anything else pairing the Muppets with the? I'm like Carrie and I were like asking for a friend. She's so asking for a friend. I'm like, what about what about? It's a small world. They could go on a journey, and it's a small world. They could go on Peter Pan. They could they could do a holiday overlay in Walt Disney World. You know, in Disneyland, they do that big overlay. Maybe they could do yes. the holiday overlay in Walt Disney World with the Muppets. Bring Gonzo into the mansion. Wouldn't that I approve I that. Love, you approve. You approve. Carrie and Francine approve. So then we're, that's all we, all we needed was your approval because it got us through all the red tape. Yes. Uh, I love, I mean, I, I'm getting asked that a lot. We all are. And everybody is saying, oh, what about this? And what about that? And I, what I love is that everybody is thinking about the Muppets in these new ways, which is really exciting. And what I can tell you is, um, you know, that, that the Muppet studio is, you know, has lots of really, really great and exciting things planned. So that's all I can say. But um, I think, you know, I, I think the, the future is bright. Carrie is like a kid the night before <clears throat> Christmas. She's so excited now. <laughs> I really liked Muppets now. I I watched I was rewatching them on the we just came home from Walt Disney World so I was watching them again on, right. on the plane and I love how it kind of brings back to like the like they're just skits like it's a variety show but different right like bringing it to right. um but oh my goodness that right so I'm excited to see if there's more of Muppets now or something different I don't know I don't agree with Fran that they should put Muppets in every ride at Disney that's the difference <laughs> between a diehard Disney fan and a diehard Muppet fan <laughs> <laughs> yes I know I did I did an interview with sort of like a a, a horror film something or other because I'm, I'm I'm terrified of horror movies and so they were like is there gonna do you think there'll ever be like a an actual Muppets horror movie and I was like, no. Like, why would you? Yes. No. no. And then I started pitching, like, well, but like maybe Gonzo and Camilla do like poultry geist, or we could do like <laughs> Swedish chef doing silence of the lamb chops, like whatever they like, like, just like, but there's no, like the Muppets, they, they can't do actual horror, you know? Those are like spoof posters that you see yes. in, in, a, yes. in, in some sort of a Muppet thing. Yes. Well, and you know, we talked a lot about this with Haunted Mansion, which is, you know, the, the, the heart of the Haunted Mansion is grim grinning. And 
we we needed we reminded ourselves a lot that if something was ever getting a little too grim, then we needed a joke. We had to lighten it up. Or if something was getting a little too jokey, we had to kind of go back to this is a you know we want this to be spooky. We want it to be you know kind of scary. Um, but I think that that's what the mansion balances so well is that it's grim and it's grinning. And so we wanted to we wanted the the Muppets to also do that, right? Like we wanted to have, we wanted to constantly go back and forth between those two. Cause I think if you went too far in either direction, um, I don't think it would have worked as well. And you grew up going to Disneyland. Um, are you a fan of Walt Disney world as well? I mean, I'm afraid to say to the two who literally just got back and I, I get the impression you go there every other Thursday or something from, <laughs> I, but I, I've only, I've only ever been there once. I've only been to Walt Disney world once with my family and my manager's family. And thank God that he organized it because <laughs> he's a manager. He like, he had every ride down and like we knew where to go. I was absolutely overwhelmed. It was like growing up at Disneyland. I know it inside and out. And the Disney world, I was like, this is a whole planet. Like this is, it, it, it was just enormous. Uh, and also it was like 99 degrees and raining. And I was like, I don't understand where I am or how this <laughs> works like this is. Um, but I, I remember going through magic kingdom and going like, okay, I got this. Like it, I know it's like, it's in me to know the lay of the land and it feels like Disneyland, but like 30% wider or bigger like the streets are a little bit bigger things um and i also remember going on haunted mansion to be like what is this room and where are like so there were lots of things that um you know were, were very new to me and very fun so um i would like to go i'd like to go back and then we also did go to that part of the park um for muppets 3d and and that section too so um i made sure to to hit that when we were there Yes. Yeah, we were just in Walt Disney World. Uh, Carrie's okay. a huge Disneyland fan. I so love Disneyland. Okay. I love Disneyland, yes. too, but I'm more of a Walt Disney World girl. She's more of a Disneyland girl. Um, so we right. always have that sort of yin and yang going on between the two of us. But we did go. Yeah. Uh, we made sure to go see the Muppets 3D, of course, while we were in Walt Disney World. Good, good, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think they, they these really are magical, magical places. And I've had the opportunity a couple of times to to go there in what's called the third shift. I don't know if you know about this. You know what the third the no. third shift is basically from from midnight when the park is closed, from like midnight to five or six AM. And um I've had the opportunity to walk through the haunted mansion and pirates <sighs> and some other rides oh, with the cool. lights on. Um, which is really, which is really great because sometimes depending on a project that you're working on it, um, it just, it gives you to get that close, uh, can really, can really help you. Um, or to just get a real sense of the place is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's cool to see the behind the scenes, um, and people think, well, doesn't that ruin the magic for you? To me, it heightens it. To mm -hmm. me, now when I go on some of these rides, I'm like, I actually know what's behind that door or I know how that works. Um, so to me, it, it actually just increases the enjoyment of it. That's fantastic. Oh, that would be. Oh, let me tell you one other one last quick story, which is um, speaking of sort of going through the ride and having an insider view of it. So, you know, we had Kim Irvine. Yes. as a cameo who is the daughter of Madame Leota and herself when they do the overlay you know Kim Kim does um does Madame Leota as well and, and mini Leota I think they call her but um uh so she was on set to do the Miss Piggy scene <laughs> and I asked her I said and also she's an incredibly accomplished Imagineer like she mm -hmm. she really has had a hand in some of the most magical parts of, of the parks. I said, you know, what was it like? What was it like growing up knowing that your mom was, was Madame Leota? She said, you know, it was always really fun as a kid, but she said the most fun I had is when she had her own family, when she would take her kids on the ride on the haunted mansion, when they'd get to the sands room, 
she would turn to her kids in the doom buggy and go, everybody wave at grandma. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, you know, yeah, she, she, it was, it having an actual Disney legend on set with us uh, is, it was pretty incredible. That is, were you starstruck or were you like uh, on anybody that was on set? Including the Muppets. <laughs> well, the Muppets are always, you know, they're always fun. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, it, I think, you know, meeting Ed Asner was, was pretty special, you know, and, and to have this be the last thing that he did is also something, um, you know, that, yeah. that I don't think anybody will ever forget. I mean, you know, I think he's, he's truly incredible. Um, will Arnett is is so funny, so fast, so just so brilliant. Um, Taraji was absolutely lovely. She committed to that part. And, you know, again, it's, it's, um, it's hard enough to, to film a Muppet production, but also sometimes actors get in there and they're expecting to film it in a way that they're used to. And suddenly they're like, wait, what's happening? Like they're standing up on a riser. There's people all around their feet. And they're like, like, what is going on? There's a lot, there's a lot going on that they have to ignore more than just your typical set. Um, so, you know, it, and, and sometimes that freaks actors out. <laughs> like it's a little <laughs> bit unnerving if they're not expecting it. So, um, I mean, I think all of them really committed to it and really, really had a lot of fun um, Chrissy Metz was, was so, so great. And in fact, um, there's a line where the bride says to Pepe, my sweet water meat. And that actually came from Christy because when we were filming her, um, uh, her opera scene in the graveyard, I think she was talking about Florida or something that she referred to fish as water meat. And I was like, what is that? What is that? She's like, it's fish. I was like, we're using that. We're using that. We're adding that to Pepe right now. So. <laughs> So there was a lot of it was a lot of fun, you know, ad libbing and things that we were doing on set that that ended up making it into the special. That must Very be amazing cool. to watch back and see those come in and and know that they worked so well when you put them in. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was everything we could have hoped for. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I'm so <laughs> I'm so happy that you liked it. I'm so happy that. <laughs> to chat with you about this it's 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 just absolutely delightful and we're telling everybody else to watch it too and telling everybody how awesome Good. It is. yeah well we were telling Good. people Good. on the plane basically yesterday because the two of us were both watching it side by side and laughing out loud right. on the plane um <laughs> <laughs> so kelly i can't even thank you enough for for a listening to our our <laughs> podcast in the first place uh but for joining us for for this conversation it's been amazing and I hope that we can we can chat with you again in the future about new stuff and and sure. yeah anything anything Muppet or and or related we'd love to chat with you again. Mm-hmm. My sure. my pleasure and and tell your listeners so I uh, I'm at on Instagram at Kelly the Younger and I'll be posting you know more sort of behind the scenes things and and little Muppets Easter eggs and trivia things like that if they'd like to see more and then absolutely. Uh, when more things come up in the future, um, we'll be sure to chat. This has been really fun. It's been oh, a, oh, it's been you. amazing. Thank you so much. And I'll put all your contact info in the show notes as well. Great. That sounds great. Awesome. All right. Thank Have you. Have a great again, rest Kelly. of the day. Happy you Halloween. Too. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, Carrie, can you believe we just talked to him? That was amazing. Totally was amazing. <laughs> Best hour ever i know i can't believe that that we got to talk to him like it's yeah that was that was awesome he's so much fun mm-hmm. so awesome that's all i'm gonna say so awesome i know and i feel like when we listen to this episode again we're gonna sound like what we're gonna sound like it is so oh, that's cool. cool so cool so cool so that was cool. cool oh my god so cool <laughs> But that's okay. That's basically the two of us for the whole hour. That's cool. Really? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to sound like a bunch of boneheads, but that's okay. We were very excited. 
Yeah, and this kind of came about uh, at the last minute because yes. we we had planned to talk about our trip over the next couple of episodes, and we will. We will. Yeah, we will coming up next. Yep, coming up. Well, we have a. I think we have a lot to talk about. On our we trip. have tons to talk about, but this one we wanted to get in before Halloween, so it's kind of um, you and I ended up talking. So our pixie dust this week, we have the same pixie dust this week because we had like a pretty epic day while we were away. And it was the day that that Kelly reached out to us and said he listened to our podcast. <laughs> Do you remember when when we got that note? We were we not were, really because I was lightheaded soon after <laughs> <laughs> we were we were walking into Epcot. We were at the beach club. We were walking into Epcot and we were in the security line. Like we were in the line to go through the the metal detector, and I was like, uh, "Carrie, <laughs> do you want to read this?" Yeah, we like had to sit down. We were we were we were all giddy and excited. We, well, yeah, because in his note he said we were delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So I think from then on we were. It was like we were walking on a cloud. And, um, yeah, like it was, it was pretty fantastic. So we were so excited. So once we, once we were chatting with them, uh, we decided that we were going to record this episode and we wanted to get it out before Halloween. So that's why this episode's coming out first. And then our next couple episodes, we're going to talk about our trip. Mm -hmm. We have lots to discuss. We did new testing. We stayed in two resorts. We celebrated some pretty big stuff. Uh, we, big birthday. Big birthday. And uh, we walked a lot. I think we de- we decided that we walked more in that last week than we have in the last 18 months. <laughs> easily. Easily. <laughs> like, hand, like hands down. <laughs> ten hands down. Is that possible? Is that is that a way to say it? Yeah. So we've got lots to discuss about that. So your upcoming trip reports. So let us know. Uh, whatever questions you guys have for our upcoming episodes, but I hope you mm-hmm. enjoyed this one. It was yep. pretty good. And watch, Hoppa, Hot, watch Muppets Haunted Mansion if you haven't watched it yet. Oh my gosh, I'm going to watch it again and again. Now I got to go back and watch the stuff that Kelly said that yeah, I didn't. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, I know. Here we go again. <laughs> All right, till next week. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player so you'll get a new episode every week. And find us on social media too. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.